listening to the Inside Job Making CX Work podcast, where we share how you can make customer experience transformation a reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Inside Job Making CX Work. My name is Jose Thabra, and I'll be your host. Today, we have a really special episode. Uh, we've got Nancy Doe from Snowflake. And I'm really excited about this because I've heard a lot about Snowflake. We work with Snowflake, but we're going to look to Nancy to help us understand really what makes Snowflake different and how it helps retailers, CPG companies, and others innovate in their businesses. And so based on some of the kind of pre-discussions that Nancy and I have had, we're going to go through some some really exciting examples as they relate to inflation and, and merchandise. I know they don't sound great, but they're really good examples. Uh, and, and how Snowflake really helps companies with their innovation. So without going too deep into that, I want to turn this over and let Nancy introduce herself. Absolutely. Uh, it's so good to be here with you today, Jose. Uh, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk with you about ways that Snowflake can help make impact for retailers and CPG. In my role today, I'm responsible for the industry solutions that we build at Snowflake from a retail perspective. And so it gives me a really unique point of view of some of the challenges that we see our retail customers face every single day. And uh, in my role, I have this unique opportunity of coming up with ways that we can help them drive outcomes. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I love the, the perspective that you get on different problems that companies have, industries have, uh, et cetera. So, you know, one of the things that I actually want to start with is that I have some customers that, that leverage Snowflake. I hear about Snowflake uh, in the industry, certainly in the stock market, all those sorts of things. But really, you know, what, what is Snowflake and what makes Snowflake unique? I think it's probably the, the primary question that a lot of people will have. That's actually a great question, Jose. You know, this thing called data, right? I know a lot of your listeners are people who really think about data deeply every single day. Data is not valuable unless something is done to it. Right. And Snowflake, the way that I think about Snowflake is that it's a one stop shop platform for everything an organization would need to do in terms of doing the work around data. You know, as organizations sit on that data, it doesn't become meaningful ultimately until it's transformed and there's insights that are extracted out of that data. So Snowflake is a complete solution for accessing, ingesting, processing, storing, analyzing, and then presenting data generated by all of the systems of these modern organizations. That's awesome. And I know that Snowflake does a lot. I think, you know, one of the things that I think is particularly interesting about Snowflake is that Snowflake allows companies to play the data where they lie, <laughs> meaning that you can bring together different data sources in a privacy compliant way without moving big files of data around. Is, is that right? Did I, do I have that right? Is that kind of one of the key things of, of Snowflake? Absolutely. To me, there's really three major functional differentiators that help make Snowflake unique and in a class of its own, right? There are mul multiple technical differentiations, but I will let the experts talk about that uh, and focus on the functional benefits that Snowflake brings to retailers and other organizations. 
One, that the point that you made about uh, Snowflake being able to connect data anywhere is absolutely on point. Snowflake is truly cloud agnostic, right? When you think about retailers, uh, organizations often have their data on multiple clouds, sometimes purposefully for their data strategy for security purposes, right? But, But when you think about how a retail organization needs to come together to be able to understand their customer, to be able to understand their products and their services, uh, it's actually then becomes really important to get one holistic view across an organization in order to plan effectively. Uh, And that becomes challenging, particularly as data resides uh, in different places for different teams. Uh, And I think that 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 first unique component of Snowflake is that it's it's cloud agnostic. So, so no matter where the data resides, Snowflake can bring it all together in one place to give it that one view. I know that's a huge benefit because one of the challenges that I know that we see with some of our clients, especially when we're diving into particular analytics engagements, is data availability, meaning like just being able to get to some of the data. It's not necessarily that the work is hard, but getting to the data is hard. So I love that Snowflake helps solve that problem. It does. And I think, you know, in terms of talking about getting to data, right, uh, we we exist in a world that is very interconnected. And as retailers think about data and all of their their own data on one place, there's actually a, a second to me unique benefit of Snowflake that is really, really powerful. Um, Snowflake has uh, an incredibly robust industry leading marketplace, right, with thousands and thousands of thousands of different differentiated data sets that helps retailers think about the different perspectives they want to create around uh, their business strategies. Um, And when you think about getting it all in one place, right, once you've passed the gate of actually getting your data in one place to really be able to formulate a point of view across your customer, across merchandising, across marketing, across the supply chain, across um, uh, service organizations, Sometimes it's actually helpful to be able to access not just your data, but your partner's data, as well as the ecosystem of data that tells that tells retailers more about the world around them, uh, as well as how to then navigate that world. Right. So a second differentiator for Snowflake is the access to these data sets that tell retailers what is going on in the economy, what's going on uh, with customers' needs, what's going on with, with search terms, what's going on with demographic data, what's going on with foot traffic data, weather data, um, uh, supply chain data, GDP data. Uh, name anything that you can you can capture in data. It's probably on Snowflake's data marketplace. And it's one of the reasons why retailers are able to truly differentiate themselves because they can access all of that data on one place. That's awesome. That that makes perfect sense to me. So let me repeat that a little bit. So a differentiator uh, is that not only is Snowflake technology itself, but it also, because it has this data marketplace, allows retailers and others the ability to go out, get data they wouldn't necessarily have direct access to or would have to go through some process of loading and all that sort of stuff. They can use the Snowflake marketplace to bring those data in, do their analysis, get their insights and act much more quickly. That's exactly it, Jose. Cool. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So let's let's kind of dive in. So now that we have an understanding of a little bit of Snowflake and what makes Snowflake different, let's go to really where I think Nancy, you have really really great insights. So if we think about the retail sector, right? And we've talked about some of the differentiations. What are some of the innovations that Snowflake allows retailers 
to work on, right? Or what have you what have you seen retailers innovate on using Snowflake? Well, um, you know, when we talk about the act of innovating, right, both creating net new ideas as well as adjusting current approaches to new outcomes, uh, I believe both of those components of innovating are square within the realm of what retailers are doing today. I don't know if you've been following the news. I think it was just uh, announced maybe a day or two ago, right? But retailers are innovating in big ways as well as in little ways across all of their different organizations. So for instance, you know, Amazon recently purchased One Health. That's a major way that a retailer is innovating. Uh, But even just through data, right, all of the different functions of a retail organization are thinking about how they can get ahead in their own way. Uh, And before I go into exactly how they are doing that, I'd really love to actually touch upon what we're seeing in the industry, uh, as well as retailer challenges, and, and then, you know, how through those challenges... Our, our retail partners have been thinking about innovation. That sounds great. Let, let's let's do it. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, well, first things first. Maybe the industry context. Yeah, let's do, let's let, what's going on in the industry. Tell us. I think it's actually really interesting, right? Um, over the last two years, we've seen extremely strong headwinds in retail, and you know, at the uh, in 2019. Analysts had forecasted a $10 trillion growth in retail from 20 to 30 trillion between 2020 and 2030. Uh, But the pandemic then massively accelerated how consumers behave and shop. And so because of that, the industry um, has been forecasted to double in the 10 years to 40 trillion from 20 trillion. And so, right. So you think about that. It's huge. Uh, and as the industry doubles, it's it's a very big opportunity for the ecosystem. Right. Because the the, re- the best retailers will be the ones that are both proactive uh, as well as reactive to how they take a stance and and think about all of the different environmental and customer changes. Right. The best retailers will be the ones responding to both consumer expectations and societal expectations. They will be folding in new technology developments uh, across these 10 years, as well as addressing and adapting to the major economic and policy shifts. Uh, And the ones that will be able to be the most successful are the ones that can position themselves and their companies across these different factors to, to best serve their customers. That makes sense. I mean, it's the old adage, skate to where the puck's going where versus where it is. So if, if we think about that, like, what, what are some of the best innovations or, or ways that retailers are really pushing the envelope using Snowflake to get there? Well, merchandising is a key component of successful retail businesses. And as we think through what merchandising teams need to be effective – They need to understand basically information about their customer, as well as their retail environment, as well as their items in order to determine what to sell, you know, the time frame to sell it, what channels to sell it through, and really where to get their goods from. Uh, At the heart of all of this then, and, and we're kind of repeating this theme again, is that merchandisers need visibility into customer item supply chain marketing data across organizations and getting access. So to create the best merchandising strategies for each vertical and category of sales, merchandising planners work with many partners internally, their marketing, their supply chain, their customer experience teams. And then they also work with partners externally with their suppliers or fulfillment teams, customer service teams. Um, 
And, and often this data exists in silos. If you've ever seen uh, a category planner or a merchandiser, they are the biggest whizzes you will have ever met in Excel. And they do they manage thousands of SKUs uh, with very, very spreadsheet heavy analysis and a lot of constrained tribal knowledge. Without that single data view, these merchants are managing thousands of SKUs and they, they often miss out on the strategic visibility of within their entire assortment in a certain category, what's the best thing that they need to um, change to optimize on their outcome, which is to get more sales, right? Uh, and so a more ideal way for them to optimize that revenue and their profitability is then having a single source of truth to see data across their entire organization, their POS data, their media data, their channel data, um, their fulfillment data, warehouse data, and, and really the data of the cost of delivering goods to consumers. Then using Snowflake data sharing, they can add in data from their partners, like upstream supplier data for supplier scorecards or cost data or uh, inventory data or, or um, last mile delivery data. Finally, you know, a critical step of how they think about merchandising is what to sell and where to sell that. And that can be determined with help from macro environment data to, to predict demand at an item level. So being able to pull in things like search term data or economic indicators or weather data or social media category browsing, uh, you know, Merkel's demographic location data, foot traffic data, trend data, uh, location. I, I could go on and on, right? All of these things help them figure out what locations in the country have what needs and how should they think about pricing them or promoting them uh, and how many units should they be, be buying and sending where. Having this data allows organizations to be predictive in how they want to get ahead to their customers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's amazing how hard that job is. <laughs> and the idea that people are doing that in Excel, that hurts me. Um, but it just it hurts because you're right. It, it takes all those inputs to make it better. I mean, you can do it, you know, not great, but to me, that's a great example of how Snowflake makes somebody much better at their job. I had this privilege um, in a role in a past life where I actually got to build products for merchant teams, and it is the most incredible privilege to be able to sit behind a merchandising team and watch them in the middle of their day, in the throes of what they do every single day. Um, I, I just, I'm so in awe by how they can process the, the hundreds and sometimes thousands of SKUs that they have to make decisions on um, and, and, and merchandise and put on a website or send to the store. And they're just the smartest people who are really setting forth the strategy for the company. And, and you know, it's something that, I, you know, I, I really appreciate. Uh, and ultimately, now that I'm here with Snowflake, it's something that I hope that Snowflake is a tool that can ultimately help them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you describe it, I, I have had some access, not the type of access, but just going through how they manage. I mean, they've got the SKUs, they've got the partners, they've got supply, they've got pricing, they've got... Wow, it's very complicated. So that's a really great example, again, of how Snowflake is used to help people innovate in their jobs. I love that. You know, 
Jose, I think one of the things that's maybe top of mind for a lot of listeners today is uh, as a retailer, how do I even begin to think about inflation? Right. Um, maybe we can even just dive into that use case because let's do it. <laughs> I know it's something that that I, I I think you know as human beings we're all just thinking yeah. about because it's a challenge that the whole world is feeling over and over again. Right. I think at the center of this is merchandising. Right. Inflation impacts um, retail in a number of different ways. From what items are you going to buy? How much are you going to pay for those items all the way through then to how consumers see the impact of their price and their promotion? Um, let's take an example of an item pricing mix in this period of inflation, right? Uh, as costs of raw materials rise, CPG producers uh, need to take into account the costs of manufacturing their goods, the labor, the labor, the raw materials, uh, and how they incorporate those costs into the items that they sell to, to re retailers. Retailers then also have to take into account how much of their product prices change or rise uh, as they negotiate into new contracts with their suppliers, right? And then the retailer has to decide how much of that pricing should be passed on to consumers and if the pricing change would affect sales. So how do they think about demand if prices change? To make things even more complicated, multinational retailers must now manage their foreign exchange risk. Uh, and on the Snowflake marketplace, once a retailer is able to have all of the data about their item, their pricing. Uh, they can forecast what they believe a customer's willingness to pay is. They can forecast demand for that product. Uh, if they have their, their second party supplier and partner data, they'll have historical costs. But beyond that, on Snowflake's marketplace, we have data sets uh, like from Mintech that provides raw material pricing for agri-food ingredients uh, and data sets from Noma that provide producer price indexes for industry uh, for industry prices as well as for commodities uh, and commodity risk. And we also have multiple data sets on foreign exchange rates as well as inflation rates and the CPI index in general. Once these retailers have access to all of these data sets, they're really armed with so much more data that they can create better demand models, they can create better pricing models, they can actually forecast how their costs would rise, both as a CPG and as a retailer, and then ultimately be able to take that and think about how their item pricing promotion mix changes, and also how they message that through their marketing. It gives them long-term visibility ahead, ultimately to better manage their businesses and, and manage their costs and revenues through periods of inflation. That's very impactful. And, and so I'm less familiar with this, but you know, presumably that's a huge uh, speed increase and access increase than what, what most retailers have today. Is that, is that right? 
It is. It is. And the challenge with the environment is that it just changes so much. Right. right? Um, if, if, you know, if you follow the news, I think in July, we had a 9% increase in inflation uh, and it changes month over month. Right. Um, our, our housing markets are changing. Our weather patterns are changing. Oh, yeah. There's so many different components of our macro environment that if you really take a moment to sit down and think about is actually truly, truly interconnected. Uh, and, and, and when you go down that line of thinking, it's not actually absurd to, you know, talk about housing prices and car prices and, uh, price of milk as it relates to how a, a retailer and a CPG, uh, thinks about how to produce their goods. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's gotta be, much cheaper or you know, significantly reduced data integration costs when you're, when you're using something like Snowflake. I mean, it's I'm just thinking about it. Like, like that's, that's, that's really interesting. And, and the speed that it, and accuracy that it gives, gives retailers and CPG companies. That's fascinating. I, th- I think what's really unique about Snowflake is really that, you know, if we, we go back to that theme of doing the work around data, right. Um, Snowflake really does help get access to data and and very, very quickly be able to allow retailers and consumer um, good providers ways like never before to very quickly manage their businesses and understand the world about them and, and react and plan the right way. Yeah. Um, it, it's a platform. It's it's a tool. But really what it is, is this foundation that allows businesses to take data and and use it to um, accelerate themselves uh, in, in a really, really meaningful way. A lot of retailers are actually rising to the challenge by leveraging their data. They are diagramming out their entire retail value chain, uh, and they're connecting the dots to extract the knowledge that the data is giving to these different organizational functions, right? As retailers are thinking about how they source and make and sell and deliver goods and services, they're able to leverage core components and features of Snowflake to help create messaging, to help create products and services, and help create the experiences that are more valuable to their customers. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is that with all this opportunity, yet all this change going on, one of the big ways that retailers are getting ready uh, or acting on this right now is really they're coming up with their own, their, their data strategies, they're mapping out which data they have and where, what does it inform, et cetera, and then bringing these things together. And one of the ways that Snowflake really helps with that is just making that a lot easier, right? I mean, as people come off of these legacy systems that many retailers have had, depending on size and kind of their, their market presence and things like that. Snowflake presents to them an opportunity to really accelerate this sort of next level thinking. I think so. I think for retailers, there's really really three steps to how they think about data innovation, right? One, it's to have access to the data in the first place. We, and we've already talked about that because that's actually a, a pretty legitimate focus of, of many retailers today. 
Two, right, it's having a, a point of view on a challenge or business problem and then being able to actually access the data sets that help create that point of view uh, in, in order to do something about it. Uh, and then three, it's it's taking that point of view and having an optimization function. What is it that that retailer is trying to innovate on? Are they trying to grow something? Are they trying to, to fix something? Are they trying to reduce the cost? Yeah. Are they trying to come up with a new process? Um, and I think the role that Snowflake plays in that uh, really does span across all three components of of creating that innovation. What are some of the challenges that you as you get into customers? Like, what what are they dealing with from a problem perspective, or a, I don't know, you know, just an obstacle as they as they look at their data and, and and surfacing the insights? Like, what are some of those challenges that they're seeing today as they think about data management? I think you know what's really interesting, and it's, it's important for us to wrap our head uh, around this, is that eighty percent of the world's data has been created in the last five years, right? So, so that's crazy. It is <laughs> right. So, so it's it's a massive amount, and retailers and CPGs and their organizations all of a sudden uh, have all of these informational building blocks that they're sitting on, and they actually have to make a decision on what they want to do with it, uh, and so. The way that I think about challenges, right, I know you asked for specific examples, but I think it's actually a really important to also think about the retailer themselves, right, and the evolution of that retailer. So Gardner had produced this excellent Maslow's hierarchy, summarizing where organizations fall in terms of how they understand and use their data. Uh, and the spectrum, right, captures um, everything it capture, captures an evolution of, of data usage from hindsight to insights to foresights uh, and and seeing um, and articulating that then uh, retailers uh, take analytics from descriptive analytics that answers what happened to predictive analytics that answers what will happen to prescri- prescriptive analytics which answers how can we then make it happen and to me, what we see uh, overall is that depending on where that retailer is on that spectrum of maturity with their data, they all actually have a number of different challenges. So I, I know the chart you're talking about uh, from Gartner. And so, if, you know, I realize that there's a lot of aspiration in there. Like, can you tell us about some of the challenges that different retailers face as they move through those different levels of hierarchy? Sure. Um, so, you know, for what we've seen is that, you know, when retailers uh, are, are really in that nascent phase of, of being able to take their data and get to descriptive analytics, initially really what they initially what they really want is just visibility and connected data across different retail data sets whether that's transaction data or POS data uh, customer clickstream data supply chain data marketing loyalty uh, item pricing uh, promotion data right initially the challenge is how do I navigate all of these different cloud platforms as well as databases that my data sits in so that I can get it all in one place and give access to the right people who want to to be able to see uh, and leverage that data. That that's one of the first challenge. That's one of the first challenges that um, some of our our retailers face. Based on my uh, experience, that seems to be a widespread challenge. 
<laughs> I think, you know, one of the things I'm always impressed with is the tenacity of these retailers. And once they get to a point where they want to do it, right, they will move heaven and earth in order to get to that view. And it's something we admire very much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So that's, that's one, one challenge. What, like, as they move up, what's the, what's the next set of challenges? I think, you know, as they think about predictive analytics, right, it takes more and more different types of data for them to be able to really then be forward looking in terms of deciding how to create their insights and what those insights tell them. Um, and when when retailers first begin with their first party data sets, as they move up that data maturity spectrum, um, they need more data, right? And they can certainly access that data on Snowflake because of, peach, of features that allow partner and supplier data sharing, um, as well as the data marketplace that we talked about. Uh, but as they do that, one of the key challenges that the retailers have to think about in that juncture is how to manage that data in a PII, in a privacy compliant way. Um, with CCPA rightfully protecting consumers, retailers and CPGs, as well as their marketing partners, need a way to really understand user behavior across channels, as well as in that digital ecosystem, and be able to connect the dots without violating a consumer's privacy. Uh, at the same time, right, McKinsey actually released a study that showed that in this day and age, 71% of consumers expect companies to actually deliver personalized experiences, and 76% of those consumers get frustrated when it actually doesn't happen. Um, to give you a, a, a personal example, I was on a retail webpage once in Miami, uh, and their homepage showed me snow gear in December when I was looking for a cover-up. Right. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing if they showed that to someone in Colorado, they would have actually had a lot of engagement. Uh, but perhaps you know, for for Miami, right, and and that region, it wasn't the right thing to show. Um, but ultimately, to, to be able to know that, uh, the retailer needs to have regional information and ideally have a little bit of information about me too. And, and I think that's really where Snowflake can help. Snowflake has features on the platform that can actually broker data sharing between two parties while masking all PII information so that neither party sees it, uh, but still allows retailers and their partners to get the insights needed. Um, an example of this, right, is between a retailer and their advertising partner, right? If it was if it was back to me in Miami, right, I, if, if I saw an ad that told me that there was, um, you know, a, a store with cover ups, it would have certainly piqued my interest. Um, you know, as at, and 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 when you think about the ecosystem that allows. Uh, merchants as well as our advertisers to know that, right? An advertiser might know actually the categories uh, that that I've browsed or engaged in on the internet. And that retailer might actually know my location. Um, and, and if they put those two pieces together, right, they could then think about what is the right thing to show me next on the website. Uh, and the Snowflake Data Clean Room allows both parties to actually connect these pieces of data, but then mask all PII compliant information about me, whatever they're using to identify me, um, while still being able then to answer what category am I interested in based on where I am. Uh, and I think that that's actually really cool and it's powerful. And it's uh, a challenge that as 
as retailers are getting more mature about their predictive analytics, they're in a really great position to start thinking about how to, to um, make that experience next level. Right. And, and then also just being able to do that more quickly and then, you know, in a more privacy compliant way because of the way that uh, they can access those external data, whether it's with with partners or, or in the marketplace or uh, and then just being able to so they don't have to go through so much kind of data movement. They can access it and, and improve those models, which, as you say, uh, helps improve their consumer experience. I really like the way that Snowflake is thinking about things in terms of being able to bring those data together, the way that retailers had the challenge kind of at the, the, the bottom of the hierarchy, but then also being able to quickly start to bring those data together with outside data uh, where necessary to help drive the experience, but also the the insights to drive the business, I think, is the other part of that. So uh, it's, it's really, really very interesting to me. When we think, though, about bringing all these data together and being able to act on these insights and improving our modeling, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast about kind of the, the practical realities of transformation. And one of the things we always tend to come back to is this idea of organizational structure, alignment, roles, ways of working, you know, et, et, et cetera. And so if we think about Snowflake, to me, you now are breaking down a bunch of organizational silos because you can bring data together and people can act a little bit more seamlessly. Are you seeing the utilization of Snowflake impact organizational models or ways of working? And if so, tell us about it. I'm really glad you actually asked about that, Jose, because it's certainly a problem that, that we see. Um, you know, Once retailers are able to get that first, second, and third party data that they need, and then ensure that they're being PII compliant, right? The, the next challenge they have is being able to actually take it and create a point of view in order to create these predictive and prescriptive insights. Uh, and when you talk about organizations, the team that's at the center of a lot of this is an analytics team as well as data scientists, uh, whether they're in an analytics organization or a data science organization. Um irrespective of where they are, right? One of the challenges that we've seen is that, uh, you know, for, for retailers, data science is a function that actually could be placed horizontally um, across uh, in, an organization and centralized through their own um, structure, or sometimes they're actually placed within different organizations like marketing and merchandising and, and the customer teams. Uh, so because of that, how much access a data scientist or an analyst can get to data is something that, you know, I think that Snowflake does really try to help democratize. And it's something that, you know, once all of your data is there, no matter where you sit in an organization, you have access to it. Um, and, and, and because of that, it's something that does help unlock a little bit of the organizational dynamics that a lot of these retailers have to face. And the other thing I'd actually mention is because data science is at the core of putting together all of the actionable components to this data, Snowflake has thought about different functionality and partnerships that we can that we've had and that we've established in order to make it even easier, right? 
Although Snowflake certainly has features that provide a great foundation for analytics teams to do it themselves, we also have application partnerships with retail data science accelerators. Uh, and these partnerships can help teams build machine learning models for retail use cases. Using pre-built libraries, uh, it allows them to customize code, create predictions on their own data, and then send decisions back to Snowflake tables for actioning. Uh, as a matter of fact, even between Snowflake and Merkle, uh, there's also additional services opportunities that really help these retailers think about how could they then apply the right use case using the right model to help them achieve uh, their desired outcome. That's awesome. And, and one of the things that you've mentioned that I, I you know, is a particular kind of dorky area for me personally that you that you mentioned is this idea of controls over access and data and, and those sorts of things, which to me, as we get into this much more, the data environment, as you described, is, is becoming you know, more colossal, if you will. And the importance of relying on data uh, drives a need for for data governance, which is something that, you know, I don't think people talk, frankly, enough about. But it it sounds to me like Snowflake helps retailers and others really be able to not only bring those those data together, but to basically allow access to the right people at the right time and the right functions and levels to leverage those data for what they need it for and and really nothing else. Is that did I get that right? That's right. Okay, nice. Because I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, it's it's just an area that I don't I don't think enough people spend enough time on, and, and yet you know that people look at reports all the time that that. They really haven't QA'd the data. It's it's anyway, <laughs> off on a different tangent. So as we as we think about what we've we've talked about today, Nancy, right? We've talked about Snowflake, what makes it different. We've talked about really how Snowflake allows for innovations in and around retail. We've spoken about some of the challenges that retailers have as they move up Gartner's hierarchy of in terms of leveraging data and getting into much more um, advanced analytics using those data. We've talked about the capability around data sharing to accelerate getting insights and things like that. And then lastly, we've talked about, hey, this, you know, Snowflake as a, as a technology and as a company really helps organizations as they kind of morph to be able to access data and, and, and leverage them as they, as they need. Thank you for all the, the time and, and, and how much you've been, help, you've helped me learn about Snowflake and how it can help many different types of, of people in their jobs, whether it's marketers, whether it's executives, whether it's merchandise, et cetera. As we start to sign off, are there any last thoughts you want to impart upon the audience? You know, with data being such an important part of all of these organizations, uh, I'm just really proud that we here at Snowflake can play a role in helping these organizations um, think about their future. Uh, with Snowflake, retailers, I truly believe now, have the data building blocks and the tools they need to, to innovate uh, in whatever manner they have in mind. And there's that age old adage, right? You, you teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Um, and in a way, that's what I think Snowflake is to data innovation for retailers. Uh, and we hope that this is really just the beginning of many conversations to have. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Thank you so much, Nancy. Again, Nancy Doe from Snowflake, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jose. It's great to be here. Thank you. 